Welcome to yet another awaited session of our weekly Sunday satsang. I'm Mega Joshi and I have joined this bridge line from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In the current times of our day-to-day -day life, always goes busy in fulfilling our physical and mental requirements. And the requirement of the soul is often forgotten. So in this fast-paced routine life, where the requirement of the soul is forgotten, I congratulate each one of you on board for taking out some time from your busy schedule to meet us on this bridge line today. Welcome everyone on board. Let's get started by our by first welcoming our Sadhguru to bless this occasion by reciting the Swagat Gaan. I would like to request little Sia to start the session for Swagat Gaan. Over to you, Sia. Thank you, Auntie. Chesed Gurudev, Swagat Khan. Aaj Swagat Nitya Guru Ar Sant Shubhag Maaye Adhyatma Vidya Tiva Juti Sumaras Barasaye दोष दूर गुण दूर करीके शुद्ध हंस बनाइए भेद गमगति ज्ञान गर्जन शक्ति द्वार हटाइए खुले द्वारा शब्द सागर भक्त जनन गाये जन सदाप विश्व शिक्षक शान आन बचाये आज स्वागत नित्य गुरु संतश भाग माये बोलिए सदगुरु देव की थैंक यू सिया नेक्स्ट प्रेयर टू इज होलीनेस इज द मंगल गान लेट अस इमर्स आरसेल्फ इन हिज थॉट्स एंड प्रे टू हिम टू रेडिकेट डिफरेंसेस एंड इल्स अमंग वेरियस क्लासेस कम्युनिटीज एंड सेक्शंस एंड हैव यूनिवर्सल पीस Let this earth be a heavenly place with plentiful bliss, prosperity, and peace. I would again request little Sia to sing this beautiful composition. Over to you, Sia. Thank you, Auntie Mangal Gang. Vishwa Shanti Nama Mangal Param Guru Kodhyai. वर्ग गुंद्व शांति दूर कर भाव भेद मिठाई सार्वभौम समस्ती सत्ता ध्यात्म राज बनाई भेष भाषा भाव जग में ज्ञान पर दर्शाइए समृद्धि सुख शांति 
धरातल स्वर्ग भूमि बनाई विश्व शिक्षक जन सदापत नीति स्वर अपनाइए विश्व शांति नाम मंगल परम गुरु को ध्याइए बोलिए सतगुरु देव की जयंती Thank you so much, Sia, for putting the soulful words of the Swagat Gaan and Mangal Gaan across in your beautiful and melodious voice. This week, we'll be talking about materialistic and spiritual desires. Materialism is nothing but a distraction from true bliss, people say. Yet, we all are so connected to this materialistic world. We do everything in our power to attain the status, the job, money, or the power. The question arises: Is for how long can we be joyful with this materialistic acquisition? I would like to request Vijay Kumarji to come forward and take this question today for us. Is staying materialistic always joyful? Over to you, Vijay ji. Namaste, everybody. This is Vijay from Edison, New Jersey. Thank you for having me here. First, I'll offer my prayer to the holy feet of the Master. Bar bar bandana karun sadguru deva hamar. सब शरण शरण में शरण हूँ हे गुरु बंदी छो उगारो हे गुरु यह मटेरियलिस्टिक लाइफ गोइंग टू कीप अस जॉयफुल ऑलवेज इट इज एज गुड एज दिस इफ वी are thirsty then drinking water when you are thirsty is certainly going to make us joyful isn't it when we are thirsty the way you feel while you are drinking water is amazing because you are very thirsty and now you are drinking water there is something getting fulfilled within you there is some quest which is getting fulfilled within you but what is the nature of the quest what is the nat- nature of the materialistic quest you will find that the quest by itself is not joyful when you are thirsty 
the thirst by itself is not joyful it is only when you are quenching the thirst it is joyful and what is the nature of the thirst the nature of the thirst is that as you start drinking water the thirst itself also starts reducing down and there'll be a point when there'll be no thirst for the water anymore then any further amount of the water going into your mouth is not going to give you any happiness any further exactly this is the case for any materialistic stuff that we have in our life when we do not have it when we do not have it then we have the thirst for it and when we have it while we have it we feel happy we feel joyful and after we have it our thirst is over and when our thirst is over the happiness of having it is also over it is only when you again develop a little bit of quest for it maybe when your thirst will awaken reawaken when you remember again when you did not have it when you go into that past memory that there was a time when i did not have the house when you go past in the lane of your you know the state when you did not have it at that moment when you look at the house again you may feel little happy but in this mood of happiness it is very clear that this mode of happiness is very dependent this mode of happiness is very temporary this mode of happiness is very transient so of course it is very clear it is very clear that the lack of the basic the lack of the fundamental materialistic arrangement certainly is sorrowful but to have it is also not as joyful as we desire so not having the stuff which is very necessary in life is also not a choice because materialistic life when we say materialistic life this simply means a life which surrounds around the materialism when we have got the materialistic body when we have got the body which is made of the matter made of the five basic elements to nourish this body you need the matter you need the food to eat you need the water to drink you need the clothes to wear you need the shelter of the house so of course it has the importance it has the importance because it reduces the suffering of or rather the physical suffering of a soul it reduces the physical suffering of a soul but unfortunately when we talk about the joy when we talk about the satisfaction when we talk about the happiness this term is more closely related to the state of the mind than the state of the body whatever materialism we are talking about they are very physical in nature 
and these physicalities do not stay in the mind in the same state always because mind is such that it does not stick to one subject all the time so whatever luxury whatever physicality we arrange we arrange in our life they do not stay in our mind even though you have a big house the happiness of the house does not stay in our mind because the thirst of the house does not stay in our mind so when we understand this very transient nature of the of the materialism we can understand very clearly that this very state of being dependent on the equation of thirst and quench thirst and quench is very transient in nature and this is certainly not going to keep us joyful always what will make us joyful always is something else where the joy itself becomes the integral part of our nature where we do not need to be dependent on something to be joyful so to answer this question is staying materialistic joyful always staying materialistic is not joyful always for the fact that it is very transient in nature for the fact that though we make one joyful arrangement of the materialistic stuff there are other aspect other dimensions that start making us suffer which is more which could be more at a mental level maybe some relationship will start bothering us because only the physical arrangement it is never sufficient to make us joyful more we need arrangement for is at the level of mind and at the level of soul thank you thank you vijay ji so this takes us to our next question if materialism is not what we need in our life so is being spiritual blissful from the beginning can we be blissful always if we are spiritual over to you vijay ji first of all uh, i would again uh, just make it clear that materialism is uh, required we should not say that materialism is not required materialism is required and it has a purpose what is the purpose the purpose of materialism is not the happiness the purpose of materialism if anybody may make the goal of life as the materialism uh, prosperity for the sake of happiness then the person is only heading to a big accident there will be a big accident at the end where they will fall into a trap where everything will be around him but he'll not be happy so materialism is not required is an incomplete statement if it is taken with respect to you know what to say the need of life materialism is required in in life why because that is the basis of fulfilling several needs of not not only you but 
if you have it in excess you can utilize that to fulfill the need of others the materialistic prosperity is a tool for us to be a serving hand a serving heart for those who need it those who are deprived because of something that has happened in their life some calamity or maybe some sorrow which was destined to happen to those people when they are helpless it is these materialistic prosperity of yours which will become your strength for you to be a boon for the society we can become a boon for the society if we are materialistic equipped because we can do wonders with the the force of artha the artha is a big force which can be utilized to bring arrangements of basic needs for those who are deprived of it so a spiritual person always are prosperous from all aspect they do not deprive themselves of any opportunity it is said that you know you never stop the opportunity of two things the artha and the wisdom a spiritual person is a spiritual who always look forward to expand their potential in all aspect they do not put break into anything all they do is that they just dissociate themselves from the materialism it does not it does not mean that they separate from the opportunity of materialism separating themselves from the materialism and separating from the opportunity of materialism are two different things staying untouched by the things that you gather is a state that a spiritual person would like to be in because a spiritual person is a spiritual only when the things that happen around him does not touch that person so is staying spiritual blissful from beginning the question can be understood little better when we understand this what does being spiritual mean can we become spiritual suddenly if we are not spiritual today if we decide that from today on i'll become spiritual is it just a mental decision when you just think that from today on i'll become spiritual is it going to happen suddenly of course not even though in mind we think that okay i'll be spiritual i understand that you know all these are very transient in nature i am a spirit i am not the body i am a spirit and i will leave i will leave my all temptations for the materialism that i have around me this very thought in mind is a good beginning but do we really qualify a pass the test when it is presented to us what kind of test 
When there is any trouble in life that arrives in our walk of life, how do we react at the time of those troubles? That is our testing time. Maybe in the beginning, when we make, made a decision that I'll be spiritual from today, on the very next day when the trouble comes in life, we again become restless. But if we are truly very clear in our head that no, I want to be spiritual, I want to go above it. When the trouble come in life, I need to accept it. And I just, just need to go through it without being disturbed at the level of my mind. Because if my basic need is still fulfilled and the trouble is only at the mental level, then all I need is to manage my mind, manage my emotions. Am I success, successful in doing that in the beginning? Maybe not. So in the beginning of spiritual journey, you may have to go through all these, uh, what do you call, in the furnace, when you put the metal, it has to be heated, it has to go through all that stuff in the beginning, and later it will come as well-hardened metal, which will be ready to shine and, and face all the challenges afterwards. So before we shape ourselves, before we harden ourselves to that spiritual upliftment, we have to go through that phase of tapa. That is called tapa, where we harden ourselves against all the troubles of life. But only those persons who are inspired, who are very clear in their head, they understand that my mind is currently not at that level. That is why I am feeling the temptations. That is why I am being troubled when there is any, any mishap in my life. You need to accept it first. You need to accept that if I am feeling bothered, that means that is my state right now. But if you are very clear in your head that this is the beginning and I need to rise above it, it is only then you would welcome the trouble. Even though the trouble come in your life, you will feel little happiness from inside that now is again my another time of blessings. The God has sent me another blessing to harden, harden myself a little better. This is the testing time for me. Let me see in this trouble, how do I pass through? I will try my best to stay patient. Last time when the trouble came in my life, I failed miserably. I lost my patience. So you remember it because you want to grow spiritually. When you have this very thing very clear in your head that I want to grow spiritually, then the troubles in your life is a blessing for you because that is the opportunity for you to harden yourself a little better. And you will see, okay, now again, I am put into the same situation. Let me see how I react this time. And you are very clear about it. That troubles is going to bother me again. But I'll try myself very best that this time I am less troubled. 
And if you really make it happen that way, that means you are now growing spiritually a little higher. And as you grow spiritually a little higher, you will automatically notice that your state of blissfulness, the state of peacefulness will also rise along with it. As you grow spiritually, the quotient of blissfulness, blissfulness also grows along with it in parallel. So when you ask this question, is staying spiritual blissful from the beginning? The right question should be, is it possible? Is it possible to become spiritually right from day one? Because the moment you are spiritual, you are actually blissful. The moment you are spiritual, you have already attained the state of peacefulness from inside. Because the moment you are spiritual, then no matter what happens around you, inside you is always peace. Because that is why you are spiritual. So what is not blissful is the path to become spiritual. But once you become spiritual, you are always blissful. I hope that clarifies a little bit. Vijay Kumarji, I thought spiritual, spiritual means you should not stick to any religion. You should not stick to any dogma. You have to look and feel and see things as it is. You have to see God in everything. You have to see everything is same, you know. Uh, you should not see inequality. That's what I thought spiritual means. Is, But um, now I'm hearing that being an unmaterialistic or even if you have materialistic, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing it differently. So what is the connection between these two? Spiritual, the word derives from spirit, right? Just like in Hindi, we say adhyatma. Atmanam adhi iti The one which is based on the, the spirit and beyond is what is called adhyatma. Similarly, in the English terminology, also spiritual. Spiritual means something which is thought or based on the reference of a spirit, not by the reference of your body, not by the reference of, of your mind or emotions. But when you start thinking in the level of a spirit, in the level of consciousness, that is when you become spiritual, meaning no materialism will touch you. You are what you are. Now, when you reach to the level of spirit, then you also see everybody else also with the respect of the spirit. Now, what is spirit within the body? You will see that there are two spirits within the body. One is the individual spirit and one is the universal spirit. There is one individual spirit within everybody. And there is one universal spirit within everything. This universe has a spirit, meaning everything that exists in this universe is also per permeated by that universal spirit. So staying spiritual means to think at the level of a spirit where there is no transience, there is no loss and gain. 
there is only peace and the happiness and the compassion and all those attributes which are the attribute of that supreme permeating consciousness the mercy the love the compassion there is no place of jealousy there's no place of sorrow there's no place of super excitement the mental excitement mental restlessness you know when we when we express our joy with the with the excessive excitement that is nothing but the reflection of the restlessness of our mind rather uncontrolled mind the the real peace the real bliss is in the hap in the peaceful happiness when you are happy and you are very calm you are very calm from inside the level of satisfaction that you'll ga gain with the calmness with the happiness coupled with the peace that joy that bliss is not in the excitement or in the in the happiness coupled with the with the excessive exaggerated um expression where you dance where you you know you exaggerate your expression by giving a physical physical motion into it so the real spiritual being is one who is calm real spiritual being is one who is untouched by loss and gain because then the bliss and the peace becomes the inherent quality of that being you are a being with this quality it's just that you are disturbed by the materialism when you disturbed by the materialism you are away from your own quality of peace and happiness so spiritualism simply means to go back to the root who you are to go back to a state where the peace and happiness is just yours you just cannot be disturbed by anything happening around you that is what that is what is a true spiritualism so when we talk about uh, any dogmas or any religious practices first of all there is a difference between religious practices and dogmas when we say dogmas dogma simply means that something which is a ritualistic practice and is unaffecting uh, the soul is not getting impacted by that practice if the soul is not getting impacted by the practice which actually was a religious practice but it became a dogma for you why because now it has become just a routine for you just by the routine you you kind of are bound to it now it has become a bondage for you that you are doing it because you had to do it because you have been doing it every day that's why you are doing it when you become immune of the things that this particular practice could have otherwise given you you become immune to that benefit even though you are doing that practice but you are not gaining any benefit out of it that is when it has become a dogma for you but otherwise all the religious practices whichever religious practices we follow has a potential to grow us spiritually 
spiritualism is the result of any religious practices when you let's say somebody has a practice of going to church every day when somebody has a practice of going to mosque every day somebody has a practice of going to temple every day it is not a dogma if visiting these pilgrimages these holy places is going to grow them to become a more kind person if their kindness is improving day by day if their level of mercy and compassion is improving day by day by making these religious practices then these religious practices and practices are nothing but the 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 integral part of your spiritualism so spiritualism is common across all these religious practices religious practices could could be a different ways of growing the spiritualism in you so in result is the spiritualism the crux the cream of all the religious practices is the spiritualism and once you are established in the spiritualism it is only then you can say that now for you it does not matter which religious practices you are in then you you go beyond you you have grown in the next level of religion religion now the next level the epitome of religion is the spiritualism where for you any religious practices has become the same no whichever religion whichever steps you are following it doesn't matter you have already reached to the end goal of it you have already evolved yourself to become a human being that you should be you have already evolved to become a person there now you have unfolded a bigger bigger potent bigger possibility what is the bigger possibility from religious practices you grow to become spiritual and from spiritual you unfold the possibility of liberation you unfold the possibility of the infinite bliss the infinite bliss of almighty because only when you become spiritual you awaken your spiritual sight you awaken your spiritual vision through which you can see the almighty and the bliss of almighty in reality thank you very nice and i'm very touched and i got answers for everything thank you so much. thank you vijay ji for answering this question so wonderfully for us uh, but i am even more lost and more a little bit more confused and it takes us to our third question very rightfully that in this maze of life if materialism is important and the path to spirituality is also not easy until we reach the phase where we recognize our own spirit how do we keep our mind favorable for spirituality how do we not get lost in that maze and still stay focused as to what our goal is and achieve our goal over to you vijay ji it is something like this first and foremost thing is to always keep the goal awake in our life always never lose the sight of the goal the prime goal it is something like this when i started playing ping pong you know in the beginning 
I was I was not able to even return the serve that the person was serving with a lot of spin in the ball. But my goal was to become a very good table tennis player. In the beginning, I had to put a lot of effort. In while I was putting those effort, I was sweating, which is nothing but going through all the suffering. But from inside, I was also feeling little satisfied of those suffering. Even though I was sweating, from inside, I was feeling that by going through these sweating experience, by going through the, these austerity, the excessive effort that I'm making, I'm going to evolve to become a very good player one day. Because my sight to the goal was always very rigid. I never lost my sight on the goal. I always envisioned myself to become a very good table tennis player. My goal was always there in my head. And so I was ready to go through all the suffering of sweating while practicing. I sweated a lot when I practiced, but that was worth it. I did not bother how much sweat I'm getting in my body. Why? Because I, I was getting happy with it. Even though I'm going through the suffering of sweating, but I was from inside feeling happy about it. Why? Because my eyes was stuck to the goal that I am going through this because eventually I want to become a very good table tennis player. So is the case with spiritualism. The moment it is very clear in our head that being spiritual means that any trouble that comes in our life, nothing is going to disturb the state of happiness inside you. That's what being spiritual means. Being spiritual means to be happy and peaceful forever. Nothing, absolutely nothing in life is going to trouble you anymore. If our eyes are stuck to that goal, that it should not ever dilute. You should always keep that very clear in your head always. This goal should be very clear that my goal of life is to become fully spiritual. And this is the path to go through. When you have this very clear in your mind, then when the temptations come, even though the temptation is driving you and you have to stop yourself, of course, stopping yourself will be a trouble because it's not as joyful as rather going and grabbing it. Losing ourselves to the mind is more easy than stopping the mind. But if your eyes are having very clear vision of the goal, then more than the trouble of stopping the mind, more than the pain that you get out of stopping your mind, you feel equally or more joyful from inside of achieving it. You'll feel that wonderful, even though I was tempted to go for it, 
to lose myself to the sensory pleasures. But today, at least today, I could control myself. And the reason you'll feel happy of doing it is because you will find that doing this was in line with my spiritual upliftment. Only when you associate your effort with the goal in your mind, it is only then you feel a sense of satisfaction. Otherwise, there is no reason of stopping your mind. Otherwise, what will you feel happy about by stopping your mind? You, you were tempted to eat something which is not good for your health, but it is tasty. So, of course, eating that will make you more joyful. But if you are spiritually inspired, then not eating it make you even more joyful. Not eating it will make you even more joyful if you are always keeping your eyes very clear with the goal of life. There is no blurry vision about the goal of your life. You know that every day I have to test myself. And you feel very happy that you are presented by that test even today. And now today I have to pass through it. So keeping mind favorable for spiritually, spiritual growth is simple only if the goal of life is very clear in your head. If you lose the goal of your life, if you lose your touch with the goal of your life, it is only then it becomes very painful. But otherwise, all we need is to observe our mind. Am I spiritually motivated? Am I losing my motivation? If I'm losing my motivation, then I must recharge myself. I must immediately go to YouTube and listen to some spiritual satsang because I'm losing the charge. You have to always keep your battery of spirituality, speech, uh, the spirituality always 100%. If your spiritual battery is getting discharged by the troubles in your life, you have to recharge yourself. You have to tell to yourself, troubles in life is a blessing. Troubles in life is a blessing. You have to tell yourself this, because only when I face these trouble, it is only then I am spiritually going to uplift myself, immune myself of the trouble. If we only read the theory of how to swim in the swimming pool, if only read the theory and we never jump into the swimming pool, it is never going to happen that the quality of a good swimmer will come in you. It will never happen. Just reading theory will never happen. Practical experience is required. So all troubles in life is a real laboratory for us, for us to grow spiritually. So while we are going through the troubles, it is only then comes the question, how can I make the mind favorable now for spirituality when you're faced a challenge when you're going through a challenge challenge of temptations challenge of troubles the only way we can do it is 
by keeping the goal very clear in our head all the time by keeping ourselves spiritually motivated by observing the spiritual battery is it 100% is it going down if it is going down just go back and listen to youtube listen to namdev sarkar listen to sant pravar ji listen to sadguru swatantra dev ji maharaj amritwani and keep yourself spiritually charged all the time if satsang you have done enough let's say you're done with uh, the the two hours of satsang or something you don't want to hear it anymore but you still want to keep your spiritual battery 100% what is the other way don't let it get discharged by doing what by involving yourself into some seva involve yourself into some seva all these three the sadhana the seva and satsang are the supporting tool for keeping your spiritual battery 100% you have a choice you do the satsang you do the seva but sadhana is very important you have a choice between seva and satsang but sadhana is very important why because it is sadhana that will give the strength in you sadhana is what is going to make you very strong from inside where whatever happens around you you won't even need to manage yourself after that so sadhana has to be a very integral part of our life where your mind gets hardened just very fundamentally it is that that not only the wrapper from outside not only the shield from outside is required to protect it but the mind itself should become strong you don't need a shield from outside the shield of seva the shield of satsang that is fine that is going to protect you from outside but how about making the mind itself very strong from inside where these temptations cannot attract it so making mind strong is even more important and that happens through the sadhana through the sadhana right now our mind is very feeble very weak it is easily attracted by the temptations we have to make it very strong we have to gain the manobal that is called manobal we have to make the full use of the strength of the mind in favor of the soul and that will happen by the practice of sadhana every morning every evening become a person whose mind cannot be disturbed by anybody this happens with the regular practice of sadhana and by having a shield of seva and satsang so while we are in the path of becoming a spiritual being we have to take the support of seva sadhana and satsang we have to be very vigilant of the spiritual battery is it 100% or less if less immediately immediately before you discharge immediately start charging yourself by seva and satsang thank you thank you vijay ji for taking all of our questions um our again 
open this floor for more questions. If people have any queries, please come forward and put your questions forward. Also, this is the time if there are any new members who have joined us for the first time today, please come forward and introduce yourself to the group. Yeah, we'll be very glad to know you. Uh, we are a, a spiritual family here where you know we we love to build connection heart to heart there is absolutely no selfishness in this forum everybody is very selflessly connected to each other so feel free to open up anybody who uh, who have joined this forum for the first time i give you a, a warm welcome to this family please open up and speak here introduce yourself let us know you better let's grow together with each each other's support and become a better human being day by day anybody joining for the first time or somebody who joined several times but have never spoken to the forum please speak up we would like to know you better hello all uh, this is uh, jayan kulkarni from san jose uh, uh, first of all it was it's uh, it was a very good session uh, i joined it first time and i am looking forward to uh, you know uh, participate uh, more regularly thank you again for having this nice session it was very useful thank you jenji uh, how did you come to know about it jenji uh, actually i came to know uh, from yogesh uh, he's in north carolina uh, so he yeah, and my like you know uh, he's he had some couple of session with my me and my family uh, family and uh, that's how i came to know about this uh, uh, program or uh, you know uh, right. wonderful it's nice and, and it's very inspiring that you know at your side it was morning 6 30 i think right so yeah. it's, it's very very lovely to see you putting so much effort that means you give huge importance to your spiritual growth which is very inspiring jnji warm welcome Thank you, Vijayji. Welcome, Vijayji, to the platform of Vihangam Yoga. Uh, if anyone else would like to introduce to the group, please come forward. Others can also come forward with any spiritual questions that you may have. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to know about Rajivji. I see Rajivji. I don't know him. Rajivji, please, please help us know uh, you yeah this is rajiv kumar so I, I usually join the daily meditation uh from a long, like from the lockdown period itself and also sometime like hopping into this uh, spiritual group uh, like uh, mostly on sunday i uh, joined it yeah and it's uh, like today's session was really inspiring like for spiritual spirituality to know about the spirituality and uh, I, uh, the previous sessions were also like uh, very good like um, salya ji um, his his life story and other things and yes like um, always try to join if for some reason i'm not able to um, then then only i i will skip it otherwise i'm mostly i'm joining wonderful rajiji so where are you from rajiji where are you right now yeah, I'm from uh, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and how did you how did you come to know about us? 
Yeah, so I came to know about uh, one of my friends and then I got introduced to Lalmani ji and then Maya ji. So uh, even like uh, we do have a satsang on Fridays uh, before lockdown and all. So uh, yeah, through that uh, I got introduced to Vihangam Yoga. Wonderful, yeah, it's just very, very nice to you guys, motivators, do this service. Uh, you know, it's it's so nice that, uh, think about it, in, instead of uh, um, investing ourselves in bhoga, you know, when we say bhoga, what does bhoga means? What has happened is, instead of we going for bhoga, the bhoga has started consuming us, isn't it? Don't we think that, in fact, now we have been encaged by the bhoga. Now we cannot live without bhoga. If you're too much into bhoga, the bhoga will start consuming us. That is the situation we are in. And the only way out is to go through some cleansing. This is the part of those cleansing. We are cleaning ourselves. We are cleansing our mind by going through these spiritual process. The satsang is one of those processes by which we cleanse our mind, by which we elevate our mind beyond this bhoga. And we start seeking happiness. We start seeking joy by being a good human being. So that the happiness, the joy become integral part of you. The happiness truly is in being patience, in being patient. More you are patient. When somebody is angry, angry at you, the happiness is at keeping quiet at that moment. More people are jealousy about you. The happiness is in still helping that people. Being compassionate about his well-being. Even though that person is jealous about you, the real happiness is in being unaffected by what other people think about you, but doing what is right in terms of righteousness. More we adhere towards the righteous conduct of our life, more you are closer to the spiritualism. The spiritualism means to become pure spirit. That's what a true spiritualism means. And a pure spirit does not have the layers of Maya in it. It does not have the Sukha and Dukha. It does not have the, the Dvesha and Raga. It does not have the Kama, the Krodha, the Loha, the Moha, the Moha. The true spiritual being is just joyful and peaceful and loving and compassionate, the merciful, the patience, these are the qualities that every human being by birth are gifted with, but they have lost it. They have lost it in the maze of Maya. To restore yourself, to Come back to the root of who you are is the name of spiritualism. And that's what we are trying to do here. That's what Vihangam Yoga is. Vihag word simply means the bird. Just like the bird which was tied up to the surface, 
just flies free, independent of the surface, on its own. It becomes its own. What it truly is, independently fly, peacefully, joyfully, without being affected by the, the, the what to say, the rough surface on the ground. The surface could be rough, but the bird who is flying is unaffected of the surface. So Vihangam Yoga is a synonym of spiritualism, I would say. Vihangam Yoga equal to spiritualism. I can say that very clearly. Vihangam Yoga is true spiritualism. That is why it is said Vihangam Yoga is not a religion. Vihangam Yoga is something after religion. All the religious people eventually will become a Vihangam Yogi. When we say all religious people will eventually become a spiritual being, it is as good as saying all religious beings are eventually going to become a Vihangam Yogi. Here Vihangam Yogi means a Yogi who is untouched by the Maya. That's what a Vihangam Yogi means. So we are in the right path. We are truly blessed that we have a full-fledged knowledge of spiritualism engraved in the Granth called Svarved. What I do myself is to charge myself, my battery, my spiritual battery. I keep turning the pages of Svarved. The moment I find myself 99.9%, 0.1% I lose spiritually, I will start turning Swarved pages. I will read something out of it and will get mesmerized. What level Sadhguru Sadhapal Deji Maharaj would be when he wrote Swarved? When he wrote about vibrations in this Prakriti, when he wrote about how a soul can experience Almighty, when he wrote about how mind works in this body. Amazing. More you read Swarved, more you feel spiritually motivated to achieve those experiences. Because in the beginning itself, it is written that whatever is mentioned in Swarved is not a theory. Whatever is mentioned in Swarved is the expression of experience, meaning something which has been experienced by a yogi. With something which you can experience. Amazing. So we are in very good path. <laughs> Welcome all. Anybody else wants to share their feeling, want to introduce, want to speak up, please feel free. Hi, Vijayji. This is Neil here from Dallas. Wonderful, Neilji. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. We always miss you. Uh, so I, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, you know, when you talk about Voga, I mean, we, I, what I have experienced even in this uh, um, time of, uh, you know, uh, the materialism, people are so much engrossed into the Voga that even though they are earning so much of money, they're still, you know, going for those um, secondary income like e-commerce and other things. And they are trying to involve you know, others and saying this income is not enough. You have should have a secondary income. I asked them, why do you need so much money? You are already earning so much. They said, we need financial independence. You know, all these things make me 
recently it's been happening in the last maybe couple of months or even last one year or so so I, i'm starting to think what is there in my in their you know people's mind why are so much of voga engrossed into them why do we need so much money eventually to go into the hospital you know in the end of in the end and when you are old enough uh, so that's one and then the second second uh, thought that i think you were talking about the suffering i think suffering is inevitable uh, buddha said that we are going to suffer anyway life is pain and uh, suffering is uh, is we will be fortunate to get some suffering i i i think i read somewhere a long time ago that someone said we need to get some suffering by ourselves if we are not getting a suffering it's not good thing if we get some suffering we we are um, you know we can test ourselves we can become strong uh, spiritually so so just to add, just wanted to add these two things that um, yeah this this is good yes wonderful wonderful yes I see Piyushi joining. Uh, please, uh, Piyushi, please uh, give your views, your feedback. Your is it your first time, or please introduce yourself to us here. I'm sorry, guys. This is uh, Piyush. Um, I'm actually with my kid. So I recently had a second kid. Um, I was uh, kind of. Um, I took an off for some time, but I was part of Vihangam Yoga for a long time. uh so i'm i'm actually back right now you can hear a lot of background noise my apologies but uh, i'm just in a listening mode today those are back, background bliss pug please don't call it noise thank thank you so congratulations congratulations thank you yeah so uh, uh, if if anybody has any question please feel free to ask Uh, this is a little bit out of track question but i would say this question is in uh, in my mind since time in uh, time memorial so i would say like you are a true intelligent person as per you know uh, as per your classes and you know whatever you say that is really amazing so i think you are the one who can answer my question so my question is that like Uh, how like steve jobs or mark zuckerberg elon musk they manage their mind like because they are connected with the whole world right and they are working you know day and night and they they are connected with so many people uh, with so much pressure uh, is around them so how they manage their mind do they do meditation or what exactly they do to manage their mind very good question think like this when um, i was uh, preparing for uh, engineering exam i know i because i belong to a place which is called uh, uh, manpur patwatoli it is uh, a place where you know in my time now now it's a different story but in my time it it is it was pretty isolated we were not even knowing what google is at that point of time when i was preparing for engineering so i knew nothing about any other engineering colleges i knew only about iit and i knew that it requires lot of effort lot of dedication for it so we formed a group and we dedicated ourselves to that effort now it was very natural 
that there were several ceremonies, there were several celebrations in our families, in our relatives, that I did not even realize that I am missing those. I did not have to miss those, but I did not even realize that I was missing those ceremonies. Why? Because I was fully, fully focused on the goal. I had the goal. I knew nothing. I was so innocent. I didn't know about any other thing. I knew only about IIT. So I had to do it. So when the goal is very clear, when somebody is very motivated for something, then their mind is already glued to the goal. The mind is already glued to the goal. So more you are motivated for the goal, your mind by nature automatically will start sticking to that. Whatever you are more conscious about, your mind will always stick to that. Because mind cannot go beyond your consciousness. Mind cannot go beyond your consciousness. So whatever you are more conscious about, your mind will stick to that. So the level of consciousness of these great folks who have achieved greats in life is very high because they are so much charged up for their, their goal of life. So it doesn't matter whether the physical goal or spiritual goal, whichever goal you are very charged up with, very, very motivated with, your mind will glue to that thing. You don't, the other things will not disturb you. There, there's a no question of sacrifice. Sacrifices will be in terms of other people. Other people think, oh, this guy is sacrificing so much. But if you are glued to your goal, the, the things will leave out automatically from you. People will call it he's sacrificing, but you're not. You are just enjoying your pursuit of your goal. That's what happens. So they don't need to manage mind. They just need to stick to the goal. And these folks are so motivated for their goal that it happens for them. What is more required in life is to, to look at the life holistically. Achieving materialistic goal is just one aspect of life. But making the best use of life is possible only when you look at it holistically. So what happened was, even after Bill Gates got a lot of money and success, but he did not get the happiness that he desired. Though he managed his mind well to, to pursue those goals that he thought, but after achieving those goals, he realized that the happiness that he should feel at that moment of achievement is still not there. And then he took, he took the resort of social service. The kind of happiness he started getting out of social service was way more than what he got out of the success in his business. So this is what we need to understand. Before we engross ourselves too much into just one aspect of life, we need, to, we need to understand the life holistically so that 
before we lose our opportunity before we become old enough when the opportunity of other aspect of our life is closed we should rather be alert from now itself and expand in all those dimensions what are those dimensions the first and very foremost dimension is the spiritualism itself i would say the spiritualism is the first and foremost dimension we should never compromise on the spiritual growth whatever else you are doing in life the spiritual growth should not be compromised and spiritual growth depend on the very practice of seva sadhana and satsang we should never stay away from seva sadhana and satsang whatever else we are doing in life does not matter so once we ensure that this is my fundamental uh, path of my life this is my prime path of my life everything else is secondary when we start leading the life in that aspect what it is going to give you is the opportunity to utilize your full strength because our strength is divided by the deviations by the disturbances of maya that is why we are not fully potential to do anything in life but once you ensure that your spiritualism is intact what you are ensuring is your mind is intact your buddhi is intact your chitta is intact your spirit is intact and when your whole being is intact you are more potent enough to do anything in your life whether be the spiritual or be the physical and that is why it is said those who are spiritual they not only grow spiritually but they grow they grow they prosper physically as well that is the by product thank you so much vijay ji wonderful answer thank you so much thank you vijay ji for taking all the questions from all of us we now move towards the next phase of our session today that is the geeta part i would like to welcome rahul ji to take few references from the geeta and explain over to you rahul ji jai sadguru dev everyone very great inspiring session today um i just wanted to add few context as from the bhagavad gita in order to um see how these questions can be answered in a different way but vijay ji has already given so much of insight and details there um i think we we know that uh, depth is already there but just to add some more context um related to these questions so the questions which we are covering today are is staying materialistic joyful always and the second question is is staying spiritual uh, blissful from the beginning you know if we look at and uh, they there was a question came up uh, related to the business leaders and uh, my first when i was thinking about these two questions the first thing which came to my mind was isn't it these questions isn't these questions are connected with same knowledge base what i thought and what i can perceive is yes these questions are actually connected to the common knowledge base 
and why we are actually asking these questions that hey why whether we will be uh, more joyful if we'll get into the spirituality why we are asking these questions even the simple answer which i read it somewhere is that even if we do anything most of the time we think that hey um, if i'm uh, doing my engineering or maybe i'm doing some education what i'm trying to get out of it if you think think from a perspective and the goal you'll understand that it is the joy end of the day it is the happiness which you are targeting to get out of it if you're marrying yourself if you're getting to a marriage or if you're doing a job what you are trying to achieve is it that okay you are trying to achieve a blissful life you are trying to achieve uh, more money from your job okay understand but what is the goal out of all of those things all of the, those things really go to a common goal being happy being joyful in your life right so if we are targeting the same sort of thing if we are targeting the same idea now if we keep on collecting keep on collecting the material if we keep on adding the things if we keep on building on maybe based on the relationship or if we'll have new items or new jobs been uh, added in our kitty will that satisfy us for some time maybe you'll be motivated okay i achieved your goal but for long you'll not be in that state and that is what i think is very important to ask ourselves that why we are getting into the path of spirituality and some of the time if you see that when people uh, talk about the materialistic world the antonym of it is the spirituality why we call spirituality is the antonym of material world is that simply if you keep collecting the material it will not give you the satisfaction if you uh, if you'll add on the things it will not give you the satisfaction the satisfaction will come only with the spiritual path anything which is going to be blissful through the spirit that is what is the uh, goal now i have um, chosen a shloka from chapter 3 of bhagavad gita and this is uh, the shloka number 27th which is which goes something like this so it says prakrte kriya mana kriya marani gune karmani sarvasha ankar viru vimur atma kartahamiti manyate it means that the spiritual soul is actually bewildered it is confused by the influence of the false ego and we started thinking ourselves as the doer of all the activities and actually these activities if you think about these activities are being carried out by the three modes of the uh, materialistic nature what are the three modes of materialistic nature uh, which we are as a body created every human being every individual has got three gunas or three properties of the body which is what we have heard of we know that is called rajogun tamogun and satogun now how people get these gunas right and when they do get these gunas if we talk in the simple terms these 
three kunas are assigned to a body at the time of the birth based on some sanchit karmas in the of the living being so the sanchit karma of the past life which is collected karmas the bad good everything and based on that these gunas are assigned to a body and these gunas really influence us a lot that how we react to a situation how we take a situation how do we handle a situation when a person becomes very much driven by the materialistic world rather than himself or herself driving it then the prakriti or the surrounding is going to overpower the mind the decisions the intellect as the person is going to start to think that hey i am the owner i am doing everything and there is nothing beyond it but if we see that this is what a part of our ahankar the self ego and this ahankar self ego is somehow influenced by the gunas which we got and we have kept a prism we have uh, put on a prism or i would say a speck in our eye and we start looking from those biased influences which is created within us and the impressions which are there in the chitta we have collected so these are the ones which started which force us to really react to a situation in a particular manner you see somebody is going to react to a situation in a totally different manner to other person the one person will be very calm passionate thoughtful and the other person might be very resentful in the same sort of context same situation why i mean this is because of the way we have been built the way we have created ourselves and if we will not change that we will continue to behave in the same manner we will do in the same manner we will react in the same manner because this is inbuilt we have gathered the baggage from the past we got the gunas because of the baggage from the past the past lives now it is on us to change at this point of time how to change ourselves getting into the path of spirituality now ultimately in the beginning people everybody and vijay ji rightly said that everybody is going to face the challenge but those challenges are in the path of making yourself shine making yourself more pure and the purity will keep on increasing when you will experience and when you will apply what you heard so that is really an important part that we apply the part which we have heard in the various satsangs with teachings and then we will be seeing that following a path of meditation spirituality is started to giving us the outcome which we wanted whatever we have collected whatever the path we have uh, chosen that i want to get a job i want to get this i want to get that ultimately with the time we realize no this is i have even if i have gathered something uh, everything in my life not something but everything in my life but still things are missing out so thinking from that perspective yes it is really important that we 
control our actions and we can control our actions by getting into the spiritual path not just being driven by our gunas but taking a challenge to work on some of the gunas which are creating a problem which are creating a bad taste for us and that is how the life gets into a blissful path and the person start coming out of the shackles of uh, the three gunas the uh, sanchit karmas the um, the impressions which he has created in the chitta and those are called the chitta vrittis which create those th- uh, sort of thoughts and biasness in our decisions our thought process uh, with this i'll i'll stop uh, here the gita path and back to uh, mega thank you thank you rahul ji for taking on the gita path and again reinstating the purpose of spirituality it's very clear from today's discussion that we need to rise above and float above the materialistic world into the zone of spirituality the path might not be easy there will be challenges but we need to re-energize ourselves continuously we need to keep ourselves charged 100% how do we keep ourselves charged we have three important tools we have the seva we have the satsang and the sadhana so i thank each one of you today for being re-energizing yourself through the satsang today that we had i hope everyone is recharged this whole week and keep the uh, powers up to the 100% and be in that zone or being to flow into that journey of spirituality continuously with this we have reached to the last phase of today's workshop in this phase we chant the short version of vandana aarti and the shanti path sorry i have a quick question can i ask you now uh, what is the last topic this is venkat here yes sure venkat ji sorry um ji about the trigonas like we were talking about uh, sat 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 um, rajaguna tamasguna and uh, satvana so i also heard about like what you what we eat also matters because the gunas are based on what the food as well, as well thinking as well as food both is it true if yes then how do we um, balance that out like i understand all, all of us will have all the three gunas and we have to balance them main thing is the satvana is the best but then how do we how do we control in addition to meditation Yeah, Jaisudeep. I thought I thought Rahul Ji wanted to add, but I'll just add my bit from Swarved. In Swarved, we have Chaturth Mandal Ashram Adhyay, meaning fourth canto, eighth chapter, where Sudeep has described everything that is needed for a yoga bhyas, meaning for meditation practice. That also includes the food habit. Not only he mentioned about the food and the the type of food, but he also listed down some of the food which are sattvic in nature. So in that they have he has spoken loki, moong, sprouted moong, dood, dahi, um, the stuff he has listed down over there in Dohas. So there are stuff that yogis in the yoga bhyas time should eat. it should be light in the i mean the the digestive food uh, more of uh, the uh, rus food not the dry very dry food 
So stuff is mentioned in the Swarved about it. Uh, those sattvic food uh, is uh, something which keeps the mind very conducive for meditation. That's why sat sattvic food is helpful. And and this is this is Rahul. Just just wanted to add what Pajaji has mentioned from from the Bhagavad Gita's perspective. Uh, you can see chapter six. The chapter six really talks about the details. What type of food? What type of balance should be there? So you can quickly scan through chapter six of Bhagavad Gita. I uh, in the constraint of the time, I don't want to get into the details, but uh, you can very well come back and uh, put the question in the chat. Um, but yeah, your reference is there for ch uh, chapter six. It has a lot of details related to how to um, balance your life. And yoga is more about the balance. Uh, that is what is being mentioned in chapter six. So thank you, Rahulji. Thank you, Vijayji. Thank you, Rahulji and Vijayji for taking over this question. Do we have any more questions today before we move to the last phase of our workshop today? Okay, now we move to our uh, short versions of Vandana, Aarti and Shantipat. Vandana is a prayer through which we seek blessings of the Sadhguru. We request the well-being of health, wealth and seek his blessing for spiritual knowledge. I would now request little Adarsh to sing the last few lines of the Vandana. Over to you, Thank you, Mashi Vandana. Prabhu Kalpa Shanta Samajo Otama Sarva Dharma Acharya He Jiminadya Ashita Sindhuke He Vishapatame Karya He Prabhu Satya Santa Samaju Tera Aparaksha Kijiye Jana Sada Fala Gyana Bhakti Veda Dena Dena Kijiye Thank you, Adarsh. Aarti is another prayer offered to the Sadhguru. Here we acknowledge the power of Almighty and pray that all disciples experience eternal joy, love and freedom from worries under his holy guidance. I request everybody to stand up for the Aarti and again request little others to sing the last few lines of Aarti for us. Thank you, Mashi. Aarti. Guru Morati Gati Chandama Seva Karnayana Chakor Palaka Palaka Niya Khatarahe Guru Morata Kiyor Sveta Sveta Maya Sveta He Sveta Sveta Maya Sveta Tina Pada Amrit Bara Shwet Mahana the Shwet Ashta Saka Sabasunya Para Dar Adara Kepar Taha Sada Fala Garakia Bui Para Sansar. Thank you, others. Now everyone can be seated again. The final prayer is the Shanti part. 
Shanti Pat, we chant for the peace for everyone who exists in this universe. May Sadhguru bless the entire cosmos with peace, love, and prosperity. I again request others to sing the Shanti Pat for us. Over to Thank Rabi. you, Mahi. Thank you, Mahi Shanti Pat. Hey, Prabhu Shanti Sarupaho. Shanti Shanti Maya Shanti. Shanti Shanti Jana Shanti Ho. Bhuvarna Shanti Maya Shanti. Hey, Prabhu. Tisharup Duravasheva Ashanti Dea Ashada Fala Shanti Maya Shanti Shanti Shoka Shanti Thank you others for reciting all the wonderful prayers for us in your melodious and devotional voice. I thank each and every one of you who participated today. Vijay Kumarji, Rahulji, and all the new participants who joined today for the first time into this forum. Navy has been conducting the Sunday Telephonic Satsang and Mehangam Yoga Initiation Workshops all over US and North America over the last couple of years. If anyone has any queries, please send your email to info at We would love to get back to you as soon as possible. I hope everyone has uh, has energized today for this spiritual up upliftment for this whole week. Stay blessed, everyone, and have a wonderful week ahead. Jai Sadgurudev.